Thanks for joining us today on this special edition of the Called Out Cafe. Now here's your host, Doug Hooley. Hi. I just finished reading Joel Richardson's book published just this past fall called Sinai to Zion. For those of you who don't know much about Joel and his ministry, he's written several other end times related books including The Islamic Antichrist, Mideast Beast, When a Jew Rules the World, and Mystery Babylon. Along with Bible prophecy, one of Joel's passions is taking the gospel to the world of Islam. He seems to be an active guy, writing books, producing weekly teaching videos, and occasional podcasts called The Wine Press. To be upfront, although I probably agree with Joel's teaching on matters of eschatology as much, or maybe even more than any other Bible teacher, I don't always agree with him. I say this only to let you know that I don't accept what Joel has to say just because somewhere along the line I became a big super fan or became convinced he's some sort of modern apostle. That's not the case. But even where I don't agree with Joel at this point, 100%, for several reasons, what he has to say is worth considering and not ruling out. Joel recently called attention to what's probably the actual location of the real Mount Sinai, where, besides many other miraculous things took place, the law was handed down to Moses, written on stone tablets by the hand of God himself. The case that's to be made of where the real Mount Sinai is, is very convincing and really exciting. While Joel laid out the case for it, which is mainly built on other people's initial research, he hinted at the importance Mount Sinai will likely play during the return of the Messiah to this earth. After reading a book called The Sign by Robert Van Campen in the early 90s, and a great deal of subsequent study, I became aware that when Jesus returns, he'll engage in a number of activities on this earth. Mostly that'll be in and around the area of Israel. One of those activities Van Campen wrote of was that Jesus would be leading a big procession of his followers through the desert back to Jerusalem. This will take place after they earlier will flee from there because of the persecution of the Antichrist. Sinai to Zion deals with the activities of Jesus on the earth once he returns. That, for someone who wants to know the details of the second coming and the end of the age, is really a fascinating study. But the book is so much more than that. Joel puts the return of Jesus in context with the rest of human history. He puts what most refer to as the church, or the ecclesia, you know, the called out ones of Jesus, the elect, in context of the story of how God has been creating a special people for himself since the time of Adam. Richardson skillfully dissects scripture demonstrating how throughout the Old Testament, the coming of the Messiah in great power and glory to rescue his people has been spoken of. It's on these Old Testament scriptures that virtually every New Testament writer's prophecies concerning the second coming are based on. These prophecies show how God is clearly not finished with his chosen people, the apple of his eye, the Jews. The more I've studied, the more I've become convinced that if you don't understand the future role of Israel, and that they are still at the center of the story God is telling, along with the star of the show, Jesus, you have no chance of understanding prophetic scripture. This is for a couple of reasons. First, as Joel points out, we 21st century Gentiles need to understand the Old Testament prophecies concerning the end of the age as a 1st century Jew would have. Secondly, we need to discard any narrative that God divorced Israel and took the church as his new bride, as those who believe in replacement theology believe. The church did not replace Israel and assume all of her promises. 
Believing such a thing will lead one into all sorts of erroneous conclusions as they study the Bible. Through the mercy and grace of God, His plan allowed non-Jews to be adopted as His people through their belief in Jesus. Sinai Design lays out the case for the return of Jesus to resemble a rescue which will be something close to the events that took place during the exodus of the Jews from Egypt. Joel stays away from dogmatism regarding the sequence of events and specific places. There are not many hills that he appears willing to die on in this book. However, he's not shy about offering what is an expert's, his, opinion on those things. I don't want to make a mess of the brilliant job that Joel did making the case, but essentially, this is my greatly boiled down takeaway. Sometime towards the end of the tribulation period, Jesus will send out his angels to gather his elect from the earth. Once we've met the Lord in the air, as the Bible says, he'll most likely descend to the earth along with myriads of angels and those who have just been gathered to him. Joel makes a good case that this landing spot will quite possibly be Egypt. A surviving remnant of the Jews will have fled. Many will have fled to Egypt. This remnant will recognize Jesus as their Messiah. One of the reasons that they'll do so is because of what's called the sign of the Son of Man. That sign may end up being the same sign that they would all be familiar with from the Old Testament whenever Yahweh was present, a pillar of fire and cloud. From Egypt, they'll start up their epic journey, likely following a course roughly the same as the Hebrews did when they fled from Egypt a long time ago, experiencing supernatural protection from their enemies all along the way. They'll travel to Mount Sinai, and from there, they'll travel north to Jerusalem. Reaching there, Jesus will again make a triumphal entry, this time in all the glory and splendor due the Messiah. Jesus will personally and awesomely deal with the enemies of Israel along the way. By the time he reaches Jerusalem, his robes are said to be red with blood. Once all the enemies of Jesus have been dealt with, he'll take his place on David's throne in Jerusalem and establish his worldwide rule from there. It's there in Jerusalem that the famed marriage supper of the Lamb will take place, kicking off the kingdom of God on this earth. To learn all of the scriptural reasoning behind what I just said, um, study your Bible for 20 years. Or if you want to take a shortcut and get a head start on it, just read the book. Joel included the full scripture in the text of the book for your convenience. I always have to recommend that we do our diligence and check out the scripture for ourselves in the Bible to hold whatever author accountable. This to make sure that they've not taken anything out of context. Well, that being said, one of the advantages of getting to know an author's work over time is that you get a sense of how reliable they are. Not knowing Joel personally, I trust him, his techniques, scholarliness, scriptural knowledge, and most importantly, his motivations as much as I can someone who appears to be sincerely seeking the truth. With that in mind, I did not find it necessary to perform an extensive exegesis of every scripture Joel used to make his case. Having taken the study of Bible prophecy seriously now for decades, it's not often that I read or hear something that causes things in the prophecies to fall in place more or fit better than the way that I thought they fit before. Yet, I had several moments where I found myself getting pretty excited and exclaiming, at least inside my head, yes, that's right. 
I, in fact, was moved to tears by the last regular chapter in the book, which Joel provided a sequential and topical summary of how things will most likely play out upon Jesus' return based on Scripture. I'm interested to know if the book will affect someone newer to the study of the end of the age in anywhere near the same way. Joel Richardson did the work in his book, Sinai to Zion, to provide a framework for anyone who will take the time to understand the events of Jesus' return to this earth something I believe to be a worthy study for everyone of God's elect. I'm sure that I'm going to use the book as a reference on into the future. I think Sinai to Zion may be Joel Richardson's most important work so far. I thank God that he used Joel in such an important way as to pull together the Old and New Testament and fill in some blanks and correct some misconceptions about the return of Jesus to this earth. You can get a copy of the Kindle or audio version of Sinai to Zion on Amazon. To get a signed hard copy of the book, you'll need to go to Joel's ministry website. That's called joelstrumpet.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless and Maranatha. Until my next podcast, you can follow me on Facebook by going to the Doug Hooley Ministries page. I'm on Twitter at at Doug H. Ministries. And I'm on Instagram, at Doug Hooley Ministries. Find out about what I'm working on and read some of my blogs at DougHooley.com. Or email me at Doug at DougHooley.com. That's Doug at D-O-U-G-H-O-O-L-E-Y dot com. I'd love to hear from you. This has been the Called Out Cafe. So long and God bless.